0: This is episode six of Age with Intention podcast with your host, Ag Skaland. Welcome to Age with Intention podcast, where we chart all things health and well-being as you grow older and tackle the days of constant changes and busy schedules. Are you closer to mid-40s rather than 30s? and feel like some things just aren't the same anymore? You are not alone. Me and my wonderful guests are here to inspire awareness around midlife, vitality, nutrition, and we explore healthy aging and self-care while helping you to navigate through the confusing world of wellness as you grow and bloom. So, dive deep, stay curious, get inspired, and choose to age with intention. Hey, hey, and welcome to today's episode. I'm excited that you're here and it's another solo episode where I will be talking about thriving as you age. So living intentionally and healthy and well and happily. Similar to episode number four, I will follow the Thrive As You Age guidebook, which is a free 30 plus pages workbook that you can download on my website at co. And the reason for that is I'm passionate really about healthy habits and how we age as women. And by this guide, I really wanted to support you in creating better keystone habits for yourself, which will impact how you are living now, how you're showing up for yourself now and also for the years to come. So the guide really is packed with many practical tips, is packed with some easily digestible information. As I said, it's available on my website for free and includes seven key habits that you may want to focus on during designing your intentional life. So go ahead, download it today, and follow along with this episode. Today, I'll be touching on the second pillar of Thrive As You Age, which is hydration. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. So water, you probably wonder how much there is to talk about water and drinking and um, hydrating. Well, there are a few things that I wanted to make sure, and some of it may be familiar to you and some of it may be not, but I just wanted to bring that importance of hydration and water. So the way I see it is that water is life and often it may even feel like an understatement. So more than half of your body is made out of water and it's really needed for many necessary functions to keeping to keep your body metabolism going to keep cellular homeostasis the temperature regulation uh, circulation support um also transport of any necessary chemicals and substances throughout the body a lot a lot of functions if you think about it it also helps to flush out the toxins and supports digestion lubricates your joints and protects your brain and spinal cord. And it's really needed even for, you know, things like digestion and turning food into energy, producing saliva and tears so you can be happy, you can eat, you can cry And it's with all of that, having said, it's obviously important for health and for longevity. So things like headaches and digestive issues, whether it's constipation or diarrhea or bloating, lack of energy, often kind of dry and dull skin are just some of the signs that you might be needing extra water or extra hydration. And it is also when you're aging, obviously your water is your best friend because we want to make sure that we're hydrating from the inside. So it's not just putting, you know, makeups on and creams, et etc. But the way, the best way to really hydrate your skin is from the inside. So keeping it nice and plump and always kind of having a glass of water by your side or in hand. So funny enough, because um, water is such a simple, almost part of your daily routine, we often underestimate it. So um, it's almost silly to talk about it as a habit, as a, something that we should be reminded of and something that we should be doing. But you'll be surprised at how many clients actually struggle um, with keeping up the hydration a level or aren't even aware of, of really how much they're drinking and a lot of those symptoms, whether it's a headache or fatigue or digestive issues, can often be alleviated a little bit with extra hydration. I hope some of the stuff that I'm going to be sharing with you today will kind of give you a bit of a better picture, um, not just looking at water as a, as a something in a glass that I have to drink, even though it tastes like nothing, um, but actually opens your eyes a little bit more to what it actually does for your body and why is it important. So here are some things to keep in mind when it comes to hydration and water intake. Let's go. So first one is electrolytes. So you probably heard of things like sodium, potassium, magnesium, phosphate, and calcium, right? So they are micro minerals and they're necessary for nerve and muscle functions, really, and keeping ourselves hydrated. Um, they also have a whole whole sort of other jobs that they do in our body. And some of it is, you know, conducting electricity throughout the body. So think of it as that muscle that contracts and relax. So for example, like your heart, Um, regulated fluid uh, in your body. So think about it you know, as your blood and pressure, whether going up or down, helping the process of blood clotting and tissue repairs and regulating your blood pH and release of hormones and many, many other functions. So proper hydration really requires adequate water intake, but also appropriate balance of electrolytes. So without it, we actually put in our cells, which means our body, at risk of dehydration and all the negative effects that may come with it. So we often think of it like headaches and, as I said, lack of focus. And it could be also more serious um, diseases and illnesses. So I won't talk about all the electrolytes in detail uh, because it's not, not time and space for that here. But usually what we get confused is sodium, right? So we often hear that, oh my gosh, salt is bad, shouldn't have so much sodium, lower your sodium. And there is obviously two sides to everything, especially when it comes to nutrition. But there is typically a high amount of sodium in standard processed food, So if you buy a lot of food that is prepared, that have some added ingredients that is already pre-made, that is processed, that it's packaged, you get the point. You follow basically so-called standard American diet. Therefore, probably your diet is probably high in sodium and it's high in sodium that we not necessarily want to have. So The importance here is to limit those processed foods and actually monitor how much sodium you're taking and then replace that with some quality sodium. So it is a little bit tricky because, you know, while we don't want to consume excess salt, excess sodium, because obviously you may, for example, lead to things like high blood pressure, uh, we also want to make sure that we're getting enough sodium. So um, that's definitely um, something to watch out for. So what I want your takeaway take away here to be, don't be scared of salt or of sodium, but be scared of the type of sodium you're having. So if you are someone that your diet is, um, you know, packed with um, quite a few processed and packaged food, then that's probably a sign where you might need to watch your salt intake And be aware of how much you're consuming and then try to replace some of it. Um, You know, add a good salt to your cooking, for example, while removing your processed foods. So don't be scared of it, but be aware where your sodium is coming from now one thing i also mention here so when we think about sodium it's almost hard to not mention potassium because those two really go hand in hand together and they work to almost regulate each other and they there is this kind of pump like mechanism that pushes out sodium in order to replace it with potassium in our cells and that's particularly important for example because when you think about, let's say, your kidneys, that particular mechanism helps to remove any excess sodium we have and then extrate it via your urine. Um, so ultimately, it helps to prevent that buildup of sodium in our body. So things like high blood pressure or um, water retention problems, etc. So therefore in order for our muscles and tissues and big things, big organs like heart and kidneys and muscles to really function properly, it is quite necessary for those two electrolytes to really be in balance. Now, when we are not eating properly, um, it always comes down to the diet, right? But when we're not taking care of our bodies and giving it all the nutrients and microminerals the imbalances can occur and imbalance in terms of that means that maybe your body has too much of one and not enough of the other. So you can definitely keep an eye, as I said, on some common symptoms that appear, Uh, but some of the typical symptoms are muscle cramping or some digestive issues, maybe constipation, diarrhea, you know, often being quite irritable. Uh, Maybe you're experiencing quite unusual heart palpitations or irregular heartbeat. things like that. So where do we find really electrolytes? Um, fruits and vegetables are really great source. So for example, bananas, avocados would be awesome for potassium, you know, spinach and kale for magnesium, sodium, as I said, make sure you use a good quality salt like sea salt or um, Himalayan salt. Table salt really doesn't have many, uh, many nutrients or non-nutrients. So I definitely recommend to replace that. But also some of the other things are like dairy products and coconut water is wonderful for some electrolytes and nuts and seeds, even mineral water uh, with a high mineral content, um, even eggs. Um, So there is a lot of we can do uh, with just nice whole food diets. So make sure you really keep your diet well-rounded variable and um, use mostly whole foods and natural products. And that's usually sufficient. Now, one thing to mention here is a lot of people always ask about the um, the drinks. So when we think of electrolytes, we often think of like sports and exercising and obviously sport drinks. Um, they can be good if you're really, you know, a serious athlete and um, do sweat a lot and use a lot of energy and, and, and do it quite regularly, but they also quite um, packed with unnecessary sugar. So if you're just someone who is looking for daily replenishment of your electrolytes, they may not be the best, the best choice for you. So definitely watch out on your labels and make sure you read them. Now on to moving on to point two, where I want to tell you a little bit about water and your brain or your mind and focus. So Even short dehydration can really affect your mood and energy levels and focus. And I definitely have learned that myself. Uh, I've been there, you know, hours of studying and reading and uh, coaching and work. Um, You definitely can hit the wall every now and then. And often when you pick up a big glass of water or quickly, um, you know, have a few sips here and there, those symptoms are definitely not as not as hard on you. What I really like you to understand is how important it is to hydrate. And we often don't think about water and linking it to focus, right? I've listened to this amazing podcast by Dr. Andrew Herberman, and he's um, introduced this um, formula or I think he called it a gulping equation, uh, which is really kind of a nice little uh, formula to keep in mind when it comes to amount of water you want to drink to uh, make sure that you can keep up with the exercise you want to do or or improve your focus and cognitive function. So the formula goes like this. Take your body weight in pounds and then divide it by 30 and this is your typical number of ounces of water that you should drink every 20 minutes. So have it, have it, give it a go, calculate it for you. I know for me, it was an amount that I was quite, I guess, surprised or <laughs> I do drink quite a lot of water um, anyway. But. Uh, but just to kind of have a reminder that it is necessary about every 20 to 30 minutes, it was also the new level of awareness for me. So give it a go. As I said, it's your body weight in pounds divided by 30, and it will give you a number of ounces of water you should be drinking every 20 minutes. It's ounces of water, not liters. So just be mindful of that if you are um, on the metric system. Now, any water and beverages and also even moisture from food all counts towards your daily recommended intake. The daily recommended intake may be different for everyone. There is this guide out there about two liters or eight glasses a day. But again, it is really depending on what type of work you do, how much you're exercising, what are you eating, how are you eating, etc. What I would say is, you know, ditching any sugar loaded juices on solos, It's just unnecessary calorie. One of my rules is do not drink your calories if you don't need to. They definitely, um, you know, often things like that can be also packed with artificial and synthetic flavors and all of that. And it's something it's just your body does not really need. If you crave something different, there are a ton of wonderful recipes and things like even adding a slice of fresh fruit, a dash of lemon or a squeeze of mint or anything like that really, really goes a long way and can spice up a little bit of that hydration game for you. The last point I want to make here is a bit about environment. So just being aware of your habits and how they are formed by what you do and how can you potentially um, make that habit of hydration a little bit better. So, for example, let's mention coffee, right? I love my coffee. I love a good brew. I actually rather to have uh, no coffee if there is no good coffee available. So I'm a little bit of a snob like that. But if you drink coffee, it's actually quite a heavy diuretic. So always make sure that you do have extra water on the side. So, for example, when you go to a good coffee shop or if you are in Italy, uh, you know, this is how you usually recognize an amazing coffee culture where they serve you coffee or espresso or whatever type you're drinking with a glass of water on the side. The same goes for alcohol or exercising. So whatever your environment, whatever your habits already are, if you like having a few drinks, just always make sure that for every drink, alcoholic drink you have, you're actually down a glass of water as well. The same goes for exercising. If you're obviously exercising quite a lot, you may want to make sure that you're properly hydrated, maybe even something like a glass of water with a pinch of salt before you start your exercise or a squeeze of lemon. Make sure that you keep it up during your exercise, not talking too specifically about maybe things like, you know, under 30 minutes. But if you go anywhere from 45 minutes up, it is probably recommended to make sure that your body stays nicely hydrated and then think about those electrolytes, right? So replenishing them uh, either during or after your your activities, your exercises, your alcohol, your coffee, etc. Another thing is in terms of habit and environment is trust your body. So learn to trust what, what does it mean to be thirsty? For us, it's, it's really for your body is really how it signals you that it's low on fluid. And it, often at that point, when we are already thinking that we're thirsty, we probably already passed that low stage of um, hydration. So it's really important to almost learn those cues that your body is giving you and anticipate them and have that glass of water, have that big glass of um, herbal tea or whatever it is actually before that. So learning to recognize those signs really goes a long way for now and the years to come. And for example, when we're talking about later for us women, you know, in perimenopause and monopause, when we're going to sweat heavily and have night sweats and hot flashes and be losing a lot of that fluid, making sure that we're replenishing it and learning that habit now when we can, it is actually going to be pretty, uh, pretty important. And water may also need to be higher during those times, right? So think about what is your environment and what are your habits and what is your lifestyle now? And make sure that you remain um, hydrated. And if you're already in a perimenopause, some of the symptoms can be alleviated with it. Um, And again, everyone is different. Everyone's habits are different. Everyone's lifestyle is different. But regardless of where you are, adequate water intake for you will keep your internal system healthy everything will be running smooth your skin will look better your mood will be better your focus will be better and it's so it's kind of like an all-around really easy easy tip easy habit to start to build up now so you can feel better not only today but tomorrow and then in five ten years and etc So now let's move on to some practical tips. So um, I know it's not a rocket science, again, to drink more water. But as I said at the start, often it's just because it's so simple, we often miss it, sadly. My number one tip is really having a morning habit of a big glass of warm water, uh, or even two if you can make it, you know, spice it up with some squeeze of lemon, maybe grated ginger if you like it, or a pinch of salt, some good quality salt. You know, your body is so dehydrated after a whole night of sleep and resting and recovering and regenerating, and it's a great way to nourish and gently wake up and wake up your blood circulation, wake up your digestive system. Getting into that habit will also help you to just add that extra half a liter, if if you're going to get good at that, of extra liquid that your body just so craves after a whole night of sleep. Now, the other tip is to make it a habit. So think of ways that you can make it a little bit more habitual for you. So something that just comes a little bit more naturally, whether it's maybe a cup that you're drinking from. Um, Often people like to have a glass so they can actually see the amount of water they've drunk. Is it maybe that you need to re- replace your water bottle, and maybe get something fancy, get something fun, maybe get an extra bottle so you actually keep one in the car and keep one in your handbag or on your desk? Is it something to do with maybe reminding yourself? So maybe use a phone reminder or a post-it note on the fridge, whatever that is that needs to happen to get that habit going and make it more uh, make it more regular for you. Often things like starting very small. Again, we talked about a lot about habits, but starting very small and then scale it up if you need to will actually make a, make a huge difference. So even if it means taking a few extra sips of water right before you eat or taking a few extra sip of water right after you're having your coffee, whatever that is for you, getting into that habit and starting in small and then scaling it up is really a key. So think about what it may be for you and then take it from there. And another tip is really do what works for you. So I can be sitting here and telling you to increase your water intake by one liter, or maybe it's too low or it's too heavy. But you suddenly will not magically do it (laughs) Um, and and make those changes overnight. So make something, make a rule, make a habit, uh, make a little routine for yourself that it's doable and sustainable for you. So set yourself for success and not a failure. So if you are quite a low water or, um, you know, drinker, adding a whole bottle in your day may just seem like impossible. And and probably actually not really fun so see what it is for you and if it means as i said a few sips here and there or if it means uh, changing up your water bottle just do that but make sure you do not self yourself for failure you self yourself for success so you can build that self-trust and know that you can do it and then if you need to you can take it up a level another thing is also ditch any processed foods and replace them with whole foods. So again, it goes back to that nutrition. I know we're talking about water here and not food, but as you've just learned about those electrolytes, for example, many fruits and vegetables and many of the natural, actually good foods will include a lot of those micro minerals in them anyway. So yet it's another reason why a whole foods diet Proper natural ingredients and not packaged crap will get you there a little bit faster and are really the game changer. So think about it as also supporting your hydration, eating fruit and vegetables and natural products versus packaged foods will also help you to build up those electrolytes to keep up with your hydration and make sure that your cells getting ready what they they need to properly function. So, okay, So, recap quickly what we talked about today, Uh, number one, we talked about electrolytes and why they're important to overall hydration and balance in your body. Then number two, we talk about the drinking water to support your focus and manage your daily mental energy. So remember there was this equation by um, Dr. Andrew Huberman and it's your body weight in pounds divided by 30 and that gives you an amount of water that you should be drinking every 20 minutes. And that amount is in ounces. So make sure you convert it if you need to. Number three, don't drink your calories. So th- use things like herbal teas, unflavored sodas, anything to to get you going. You know, things like um, making a hot, ma- making a green tea, for example, in the morning and put it in the fridge and then have it on, on ice with a squeeze of lemon in the morning. Wow, absolutely delicious. So think of things you can get creative with different flavors if, for example, unflavored water is just boring and you just can't bring yourself to drink it. Then number four, we also talked about coffee and um, different lifestyle habits like exercising and, you know, maybe drinking alcohol and going out and how you can support hydration during those moments. So kind of where does it fit within your environment, within your lifestyle? So trusting your thirst, being smart about how you consume your water, when you're consuming and knowing when you might need to kind of scale up or scale down a little bit. So in my free Thrive As You Age guide, we also include some reflective exercises. So go ahead, once you have your download, have a look at those. But I'll share one with you here today that you can hopefully even pause it or literally take you three minutes to do after you listen to this episode. One of them is really take your journal or your phone notes or whatever whatever comes handy and easier for you. Reflect a little bit of on what are some ways you can add one or even half a glass of water a day try to stay in a reflective mode and really see what works for you specifically how is your morning routine how is your evening routine when would it be more suitable to maybe have those extra sips of water and also what kind of reminder will you need whether you need are you more of a phone person or do you want to post it um, do you want someone to help you to remind you However, reflect on some of those ideas of where where I be lacking some hydration, and how can I bring it a little bit more into my daily routine So that's it for today's episode. I hope next time that you look at your glass of water or drink your uh, cup of tea, you will think about hydration and liquid a little bit differently, and what does it do to your body and where does it go, and what actually happens when I don't drink it. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear your thoughts if you have any questions. And also, if there's any anything that you would like to learn more about, uh, please go to my website and click on podcast tab. And there is a space to easily submit your questions either via a quick voice note or sending me a quick message. Uh, it really matters to me and I love hearing from you. Um, so go ahead and do that. And I can't wait to connect with you. I wish you courage and health to age with intention. Until next time.